This is the Wrestling Society Podcast. Are you ready? I said, are you ready? You and the roads and all are getting a little out of hand here. Well, Gordon, we pride ourselves on being great wrestlers. We built a reputation on wrestling. We're Christian athletes. And we believe that wrestling matches uh, should be wrestling. You are now entering into the world of wrestling. Welcome, everybody. You are listening to the Wrestling Society Podcast. I am your main host today, Brady Owens. And today, alongside, I got the four horsemen of broadcasting. Yes, we have Bear, Clayton, and Tevin on holding the tag ropes. And today, I'm excited about today's episode because there has been so, so much news break over this past weekend. Um, and we really, uh, it wasn't really in the plans to even do an episode today, but uh, the guys were hitting me up on Discord and they just kept telling me, man, we need to, we need to do an episode pretty quick because there's a lot to talk about. Um, so today we will be discussing uh, the fact that Vince McMahon, the hmm. now former CEO of WWE, has retired and we discuss whether... We believe it was a forced retirement or if it was a personal choice. Um, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan were named co-CEOs of WWE. Triple H named the head of creative. We have more news that has developed on the investigations involving Vince McMahon. Um, and then even some news with Ring of Honor. Uh, so... Guys, well, it's been a crazy past few hours in the wrestling world. <clears throat> um, I let's I, I I want to discuss Ring of Honor and just kind of the news with that and just kind of give it out get it out of the way um, because most people are going to want to hear us talk about you know the major news going on, um, and this isn't going to be a Ring of Honor Death Before Dishonor review. Um, just a quick you know. Con- uh, congratulating the winners of the pay-per-view, which I'll do that right now. You had FTR retain the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. Uh, Wheeler Wheeler Yuta retained. Castle Dalton Castle and the boys are the new Ring of Honor six-man tag team champions. And Claudio Castagnoli is your new uh, Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion. Finally. Finally. Yes, that's what I said. I, that was my first message in Discord. I was like, <laughs> "World Heavyweight Champion." <laughs> so very, I'm very excited. I'm to see what happens with that. Um, <clears throat> Tony Khan also. One of the other bit of news on Ring of Honor. Tony Khan stated that Ring of Honor will not be a developmental brand. It will be its own show, its own brand uh, with potential crossovers. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I mean, I think it's pretty cool because, like, I mean, how you did in the fantasy booking, you know, the three different rosters between Dynamite, Rampage, and Ring of Honor. Right. 
I think it opens up opportunities for them to at least be able to do something along the lines of that, where you get, you know, your featured people in Ring of Honor, your featured people in Dynamite, and so on and so forth, or whatever. Um, hopefully, that's kind of the direction I f- they would go with it. I hope so. Um, but I mean, regardless, I'm just glad that it's still alive, and you know, it's just more opportunity for wrestlers in AEW to shine because they got a stacked roster right now. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I just get nervous, you know, because uh, Rampage, when it was talked about, it was also talked about that there'd be con- uh, potential crossovers, and it's really basically AEW Dynamite 2.0. Yeah. Um, so I'm really hoping that Ring of Honor does keep its own, you know, like I discussed in the fantasy booking, that I want it to have its own feel, feel like you're watching a different, not just a different show, but you're watching a different company almost. Mm. Um, so that way the crossovers do mean more, um, are more special. And it's not just like, oh, you can see Cesaro, or I mean, excuse me, Claudio mm. on AEW, as well as, you know, Ring of Honor. I want to be like, no, like, what is Claudio doing here at AEW? He's a Ring of Honor. You know, I want it to yeah. have that more special kind of feel to it. Um, Bear, what do you... Well, Go ahead. I- I think that it will. The one of the biggest parts is the television deal or streaming deal before that can really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they're planting seeds and letting you see Ring of Honor brand things like Tully Blanchard got bought out and mm-hmm. uh, Prince Nana is there again and the fe- i was like wow that now as soon as i saw that i got excited because i go back with a lot of uh ring of honor brand of the brand knowing a lot of history from it so i personally got excited and that element of it i'm like oh okay he's really trying to live up to ring of honor not ring of honor 2.0 and I'm happy about that, but in the same token, it's going to be hard to separate the two with big names like Claudio. Right. Yes, we want Claudio to be ring of other world champion. We're happy about it, but we're going to see him because he's in one of the hottest groups right right now. So it. Uh, I have a lot of feel on it. And then um, some things that happen behind the scenes that (laughs) I want to discuss later. I'm not going to talk about this second, but all in all, I was very excited. The pay-per-view for me, almost one of the best pay-per-views this year. No, yeah, it was I definitely going back to watching. I was very pleased. I almost wish, and this is a very minor detail but i almost wish that they would go back to the 12 by 12 ring um you know the smaller field and more of the but that i mean it is good as it was uh i would like to see the black you know uh mat with the red ring of honor i think that would be cool um but that's just i mean that's not necessarily you know a month that's just kind of some stuff i want to see to help it separate from you know the aew field um, Tevin, what do you think about all that? Um, I think like if you 
type of situations. I just got to play it by ear. Right. Um, Cause like I say, it just started, but um, I guess the last two views they had, um, I don't know about you guys. I, you can already tell it's kind of different. It's not the same Ring of Honor, um, especially the uh, what was it? The pay per view before uh, this one. Um, you know, you had mostly the AEW guys win the title, so it's just like, mm. you know, that's right. why I said I'm just gonna play it by ear right now. But um, it was it was a great pay per view. Um, like they did what I I should, uh, suggested they do. Um, when it came to the main event. I felt like they was going to do it anyway Um, because I I, I still didn't see how they was going to have the Briscoes and FTR as the, you know, like co-main event or whatever. Yeah, that (laughs) that needed to be the main event. So I had a feeling that they was going to move Claudio and Gresham to to the first match because if you ain't last, you know, you first. So (laughs) so, um, I kind of saw that coming. But I'm glad they did that because it just didn't make no sense like they did the uh, other pay-per-view at FTR, be, you know, and that stole the... Um, <clears throat> yeah. yeah, so we lost Tevin. Oh, we lost oh, you for a minute, brother. You said it stole the show. Oh, the show. Yeah, the um the first FTR and um Briscoe's match, it, stole, it was the match of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um... Yeah, I, I, and one of the things I wanted so, to say. wasn't surprised, oh. man. <laughs> hey, Tevin, we're losing you, brother. Oh, uh, yeah, I see. I see. You got me now? Yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, like I said, uh, like, uh, yeah, the, um, the Briscoes and FTR, the first time they met, uh, that should have been the main event. They stole, it was the show, <laughs> you know, they stole the show that night. Right, and I'm glad they they put them on the um, last match as they should have, you know, should be. Yeah, no, it, it was. Uh, I mean, they were all great matches, and I wish we were, you know, doing a review. Um, however, there's more, and it's weird because it is such an important pay per view. It's such it's a milestone for the new Ring of Honor, um, so it's weird that that's not the number one news topic in the wrestling world because at any other time it would be. Um, so the last thing with Ring of Honor that I want to discuss is I'm sure most of you have seen it. I think we discussed it in Discord a little bit was that Jonathan Gresham, mm. um, <clears throat> he has requested his release from his AEW and Ring of Honor contracts after a dispute with Tony Khan over poor communication. Um, <clears throat> what do you all think about that? He also said he's stepping away from wrestling altogether Mm -hmm. right now, right? Yeah. Um, I know. I I unfortunately think I saw it coming with the changes they did with Jonathan and the quick change from him for no real reason becoming a heel and associating with Tony Blanchard and then turning around and not really giving him, because his ideal of Ring of Honor, he wanted to keep the tradition alive and bring back pure wrestling. And Tony Khan's ideal of it is a little different. And for me, 
I thought they could come together with the um, idea. That's why I thought personally Pete Grisham would win because I thought it would make the chase for Claudio that much better. But obviously it didn't happen. And he took that very seriously. And um, to the reports that him and Tony had a discussion and it got so loud that everyone was hearing him. And he basically cussed Tony, Tony, uh, Tony Khan out. Yeah. So, yeah, so that is definitely what it, um, it's almost known truth now that that is what happened. <clears throat> My thought on it, and I, I love Jonathan Gresham. I'm a huge Jonathan Gresham fan. So it's disappointing. Um, my first thought was, you know what, you know, I backed him. I was like, Tony Khan needs to work on his communication. But the more I thought about it, I was like, Tony Khan is boss. He is the one who, you know, has given Jonathan Gresham a job. And there are things that in the world, you know, we live in that the person who, you know, gives you the position to put food on the table for your family. If he wants you to do something, then I mean that you just have to say, yes, sir. And and we've seen it with people like Triple H who, you know, he ate crap for a few years, but he did it and said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And now he's one of the, you know, I mean, well, he's head of, <laughs> he's head yeah. of, I mean, like it's, so it's, it's one of those things to where if you want to have, and in my opinion, if you care about wrestling and you care about, you know, the, the face of wrestling and what it looks like to the public eye, then stuff like this does not make wrestling look good. It doesn't make um, you look good as a talent. Um, I think back to people like Tessa Blanchard, who, you know, it's almost every time she starts working somewhere, she's gone. <laughs> and um, it's, it's, it comes down to the point, are you in it for yourself or are you in it for the betterment of the wrestling company? Cause you can have different ideas but you have to be also understand that, you know, if they don't take your idea, then you have to say, okay, well, I'll do your idea and I'll do the best I can possibly do at it. And anytime somebody asks me about, you know, um, work related advice, I say, if you're going to go flip a burger at McDonald's, be the best dadgum burger flipper that they have. Like, you know, it's, it's, that's just part of anywhere, any place you work for. Um, and if you want, you know, if you want wrestling to look good, which I believe he does, then that's not the way to do it. <clears throat> and that's, I mean, that's my opinion because I'm not backstage. I don't have, you know, uh, that type of understanding. But just from a, a in general work, really, like if you're yelling at your boss like that, it doesn't make you look good. It right. doesn't make the company look good. It doesn't make the business look good. It doesn't, I mean, just plain and simple. There's nothing that looks good about it. Nobody's sitting here talking about Jonathan Gresham, like, well, good for him. That's, that's good. It's like, no, it's awkward. It's, um, it's not newsworthy of good news. Like, oh, Jonathan Gresham did a good thing today. He did really good. It's like, no, it's, it's embarrassing for the wrestling company. Is, is Tony Khan perfect? No. Does Tony Khan need to work on his communication? Yes. Does Tony Khan need to work on having, you know, uh, more discussion with his talent on ideas? Probably. I don't know. I'm not backstage, but there are guys who, you know, don't have the same mindset, but they're still doing it. 
And, um, you know, Brian Cage is one of them. Uh, he was very unhappy for a while, but guess what? He's been doing, doing what he's told and he's going to end up getting TV time because of it. Um, so it's difficult because it's Jonathan Gresham and I like him. Um, it would be easier if it was somebody I really didn't care too much about, <laughs> but yeah, it's hard to defend him because at the way I look at it, it's either Jonathan Gresham I'm defending or the wrestling business and whole. And I'm, I'm always going to defend the wrestling business over any specific wrestler, unless it is very, um, unless the, the company where the boss is just absolutely out of line. Um, and I think some communication and idea differences is not that far out of line for uh, Jonathan Gresham to have handled it the way he did. However, if he's wanting to step away from wrestling and it has nothing, uh, you know, cause we don't know, I, I haven't heard an actual statement from Gresham. Mm -hmm. So it could, there, it could be a whole different reasoning behind it. This is just what I've heard from the public, you know, public guy and that's my two cents on it <clears throat> let me um expound on what you said well not expound give my thoughts on it we are all human and when you're dealing with a business because all of this in the end is a business you have to be professional and understand how to handle certain situations um, and I agree with you 100%, no matter if it's Tony Khan or, or was Vince McMahon, whether you like what they said to do or not, you have to do it or leave. And there's different ways of doing it where you can do it in a professional manner without burning your bridges and do the right thing for the business that you love because Jonathan Grisham, to me, like you said, he's such a good guy. And he, to me, truly loves the business and is passionate about his ideals and stuff. But his frustration, to me, got the better of him. And I hope for his sake, for Tony Khan's sake, and for Ring of Honor's sake, that they can sit down calmly and work it out. Right. And, and I've actually seen Tony Khan do that multiple times with disagreements like this, where um, he has settled an issue uh, with whoever was uh, unhappy with him at the time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of my hope right now. Um, I'm not too sure what we'll see, because like I said, Jonathan Gresham's wanting to step away. So there's maybe a lot more personal reasoning behind it uh, that we don't see. Uh, but my ideal uh, situation would be, like you said, Bear, that they get it sorted out, fixed, and, you know, just work it out. And even if, if Gresham leaves, you know, uh, at least work it out. And one thing that Tony Khan is good at, and I give him credit for, is when it does become part of his talent and there's situations um, like this, I do realize he handles it uh, out of the media's eyes. Um, you know, get it sorted out because usually those wrestlers, this, that talent will go back and kind of retract their statement or, you know, uh, apologize um, for whatever they did. Um, and then there's been times where Tony Khan has just kind of missed it and he's 
you know, he gets trigger happy on Twitter. Um, but I mean, that's, and like I said, Tony Khan's not perfect. I'd never said he was, I never look at him like he is. Um, there are a lot of things that he should do better. He could do better. Um, however, he, you got to give him credit where it's due. I mean, during the pandemic, when everybody else was being fired from places, he was bringing on multiple people more than he probably should have. Um, so, I mean, he, and that's one of the things is when he starts releasing these people, you know, like Joey Janela, um, uh, Marco stunt, like people like that. It's like, it's easy to go, okay. You know, he, he's a bad person cause he's firing people. Like, no, he's the reason they had a job during the pandemic. Um, so, and, um, he gives these people enough time saying, Hey, we're not going to resign you. Uh, so that way they have the opportunity to go and look for work elsewhere. He doesn't just kind of, you know, you're done like WWE, um, you know, when Vince was in power with Khan, I mean, they were just calling guys up left and right saying, Hey, you're gone. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not saying one man was right. One was wrong. I believe, both guys were wrong in areas. I believe both guys were right in areas um, and only time will tell how that plays out. Um, <clears throat> all right. So that's really it with the ring of honor. I, I was really shocked that we did it here, a TV deal or streaming service deal disappointed really. Um, but I know, you know, the time will come sooner than later, most likely. Um so until then, you know, just be excited for what the Death Before Dishonor pay-per-view brought us and, um, you know, until we see what happens next. But uh, before we get off of this, I want yes. to make, uh, talk about uh, FTR and their media uh, conversation. Yeah. One of the best things I heard coming from that was Dax Hardwood talk about that the older wrestlers to him have to write to criticize anything they do because they paved the way for them to be where they're at. They didn't get paid like they got paid. They worked longer hours than them. They stayed away from their family. And I respect Dex Hardwood. And uh, I just respect them tremendously for pointing that out and being a man to understand, hey, I'm not perfect. Maybe I don't agree with what you're saying 100%, but I can listen and see and try to make myself better. I really wanted to say that and give him a big shout out for that. Yeah, no, it, um, I've always been a big believer in respecting your elders and appreciating them for the path that they laid before you. Um, however, uh, like you said, you know, the younger guys are not perfect. They've, you know, maybe not as done it as long. Um, but some of those, you know, legends and, and people who've been at those veterans, they do have to realize too, that it is a different world with different viewers. So they may not always be right as well. Um, so, uh, I believe that they could give their advice, they could critique, but they can't get pissed off when those younger guys don't accept those, you know, uh, um, the criticism as well and look at it as, Hey, if they don't take your criticism and they fail, 
that's on them. Maybe they learn from it. If they don't take your criticism and they succeed, then you should give your hats off to them as well. You know, um, but yes, I, I think there should be more respect towards the veterans, the legends, the ones who paved the way, because there wouldn't be a business if it wasn't for those guys. Um, so I, I definitely think that was a good, you know, thing to point out there um, and uh, hats off to him for sure for pointing that out. Cause there is a lot of, there's a lot of negativity both ways going both ways, but mm-hmm. um, those legends and veterans do have, a you know, they have more room to stand than the younger guys because they've been there because they've done it because they've done it with harder, you know, in harder uh, scenarios. And um, so, yeah, absolutely. <coughs> excuse me. Absolutely. For, you know, for sure. Uh, a good statement. Um, all right. So I just want to kind of run off. There's a post that I saw and it said uh, the year of 2022 so far in wrestling has been crazy. And it, it's basically saying everything that has kind of happened. That's big. So I just want to read it off real quick. I just found it. I think it's you know crazy. Um, so we have Shane McMahon was let go from WWE. Cody Rhodes quits AEW and signs with WWE. Stone Cold Vince Vince McMahon and Ric Flair wrestle in 2022. Hmm. Tony Khan buys Ring of Honor. NJF wants out of AEW, which that's... We don't know if that's a a work or shoot. Uh, Sasha Sasha Banks and Naomi walk out. Um... WWE to bring back TV 14 triple H back in talent relations. <coughs> uh, Vince McMahon retires. So that's it. And that's not even with the current news that's just broke. Um, but it's just crazy hearing all that. There's multiple things in here that you thought you would never, you know, see again. Um, so it's pretty crazy. Um, but now I definitely, I want to jump in and, you know, discuss the, you know, kind of the major news as most people know, um, you know, Vince, Mc, the al- allegations that were brought against Vince McMahon um, and, you know, how at first it was serious and just, you know, the public guy, but it's starting to look a little bit more, a little bit more serious. Um, I'm just going to read a post real quick, um, just kind of explaining everything right now. Uh, So this had come out earlier today. WWE announced today in a regulatory statement on their corporate website that due to certain unrecorded expenses by Vince McMahon, they would restate several financial statements that date back all the way to 2006. The statements from 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022 have been revised, and they show an expense total of $14.6 million that Vince McMahon will have to pay back. Per the regulatory filing, all payments underlying the unrecorded expenses were and will be paid by Vince McMahon personally. The filing also indicates that the company is facing investigations related to Vince McMahon's payments that were reportedly to former female employees who Vince McMahon had personal relations with. The filing states that WWE has also received 
and may receive in the future regulatory investigative and enforcement inquiries, subpoenas, or demands arising from, related to, or in connection with these matters. Um, <clears throat> so, I mean, he's, he's in deep water, uh, really. Um, and I, I just got some breaking news that came out maybe 10 minutes ago, right before we hopped on, uh, that I'll read real quick. Uh, Vince McMahon... <laughs> Excuse me. Vince McMahon hush money scandal being federally mm -hmm. investigated. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yep. According to Ted Mann and <clears throat> excuse me, guys, I'm uh, getting over something. So bear with me with the coughing. Um, according to Ted Mann and Joe Palazzolo of Wall Street Journal, Vince McMahon's retirement was hastened due to federal investigations into alleged hush money paid by McMahon. New investigations by the SEC and federal prosecutors into hush money payments made by WWE's Vince McMahon to settle allegations of sexual misconduct hastened his retirement as chief executive, according to people familiar with the matter. <clears throat> the Securities and Exchange uh, Commission and federal prosecutors have launched inquiries into payments made by Mr. McMahon to settle allegations of sexual misconduct. The people said <clears throat> the media company said Monday that it has received regulatory investigative enforcement inquiries, subpoenas and demands in connection with the millions of dollars in hush money packs. So now there's federal investigations <laughs> involved. And mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's a, I mean, for one, it goes to show you that it doesn't matter the money you have. It you're not untouchable. Um and it's very unfortunate that it's somebody like Vince McMahon, because um, even though, you know, uh, obviously as a wrestling podcast, um, we, we don't condone the acts that were uh, allegedly committed uh, by Vince McMahon with, um, you know, anything from having an affair to using company money to, you know, quiet the affair, um, it's it's not okay. It doesn't matter how you look at it uh, morally or legally. It is wrong. Um, however, I do plan to, as of now, um, as of now, I do plan to host a appreciation for Vince McMahon uh, episode talking about the stuff that he has given us as the character Vince McMahon, as the business owner. Um, because, I mean, we wouldn't be here today right now if it wasn't for him. Um, but, yes, I mean, with the investigations, it's, it's, spiral, it's spiraling out of control and doing so quickly. Um, and, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's bizarre that this is, you know, a discussion topic that we're talking about. Um, I mean, what are y'all's thoughts on it? I mean, to be honest as weird as this is to say i'm not really super surprised about everything that has come out because i mean it's been man you know the era of time that you know he wasn't like really you know in power and stuff and you know and was really excelling you know it's like that was kind of an era of time where like yeah. a lot of guys with money were doing that type of thing so 
I'm not, especially considering, you know, look at the Attitude Era, the way that the yeah. women were portrayed and everything. And even still up to this day and how, you know, they're portrayed and treated in some certain cases and scenarios. It's like, so I'm not, I'm not really entirely surprised. Um, it does suck a lot because uh, um, obviously, yeah, it's like, you know, that, that was the guy that, you know, brought a lot of memories and things to us. So kind of sucks to see like, you know, things that, you know, you kind of always figured were true, but didn't want to know were actually true come to light. So kind of heartbreaking at the same time you know but um it's not very surprising unfortunately yeah and i even said it on a i don't remember which episode but a previous episode where i did i said i'm surprised that it has taken as long as it has for these type of allegations to be brought mm -hmm. on vince um it, it i guess it's just um it's it's just the fact that what is happening is so Vince McMahon, the character, you know, it's, it's like literally exactly some, a storyline that would be portrayed in the attitude era. Right. However, the character we know is untouchable. Vince McMahon, the character is untouchable. So it's one of those things that this is happening. It's almost like we still tell ourselves like Vince McMahon's untouchable. He's, he'll be fine. He'll be, right. but in reality of it, this is the man being, you know, prosecuted this isn't the character right. um it was just so much of the same kind of personality that that is why people like myself are like i can't believe this is happening you know this doesn't seem you know real and you know that he's stepping down and but in reality of it it's like yeah it's very it's it's like i said <clears throat> i'm surprised it had i didn't come out sooner mm. um yeah to your point it, it's I don't want to say I'm not shocked by it because I am. Um, but it's not the fact of, you know, I can't believe Vince McMahon would do something like that. It's that I can't believe this is coming out while Vince is alive. <laughs> still. Um, that's, that's something that I may, I probably thought Vince would die in the chair and that's when we Absolutely. would end up here and you know, all the stuff that comes out. Um, however, I don't, I don't think this is, I mean, I can't, I can't even comment on, I was going to say, I don't think this is career killer for Vince. Um, but then again, I don't know all the details because I thought I did coming on here and then now he's being federally investigated. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, you know, I, I can't, something more. yeah, can't comment on it until more comes out. Um, but it is very surreal. Uh, Tevin, what do you think about all of it? Um, for, like for real, for real, um, I wasn't surprised. I mean, actually, I thought during the Me, Me Too movement, I thought he would have been named, and that mm -hmm. came as more of a shocker. Yeah. Um, but, um, with that being said, um, hey, it's not the first time Vince has been involved with the feds. That's true. And, and honestly, I well, it's it's kind of crazy because you hear about all the things in the past, like you know, covered up a murder, um, mm -hmm. the steroid scandal and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and and the thing that finally gets him is you know sexual harassment and that kind of stuff. So it's like if Vince can survive, like I don't, I don't think he's not he's not going to receive any jail time. Oh. I don't think not. Nah, I mean, even at the embezzlement stuff, there's um. 
like I said, I don't like I'm not a lawyer or nothing, but like um from what you read, they said he had to pay it back. So me, I mean, if he pays it back, because it would be kind of crazy. Well, like I said, uh I <sighs> yeah, it's just this is just a hard like topic, but um I don't think he's he's not gonna see jail time. Yeah. Now oh. sorry to cut you off just before you jump off that uh topic saying you know that he's not going to do jail time talking about the things that they had he has covered up and you know dealing with the feds and stuff now that was all done with wwe's lawyer and he almost gained a certain amount of fame for the ability to take something that was so you know almost rock hard solid and turning it around and it begs the question to is this going to be handled with the, that same WWE lawyer going against Vince, or is he going to back up Vince mm. on this? Mm. Um, you know, because it is WWE who's kind of, you know, targeting yeah. him right now. Yeah. Um, oh, don't get me wrong. I believe there is going to be a fall guy, but I don't think it's going to be Vince. <laughs> I doubt um, it. Like you said, like you said, you know, money doesn't buy you everything. Sometimes it does, but like I said, if if those other things in the past didn't get Vince, I, it's kind of hard to believe this is actually going to get him. But <laughs> I could yeah. be wrong. But um, that's just how I see it. Like, um, like yeah, with all that the covering up and stuff, yeah, it was wrong. You know, broke laws to do it. Um, and it, it just brings the question. Do y'all really think fans really care about that, or are they still going to be loyal to WWE? No, I, I 100% fans are going to – if Vince McMahon ended up going to jail, which, like you said, I don't see that happening, um, I'm still watching WWE. I mean, yeah. it's, if it's good, that is. Um, oh, and here's another thing. Okay, so um, like, like I'm a WWE fan. I'm also an AEW fan. Right. But um, there is certain stuff that Tony Khan does that I just can't like. I I don't agree with. And like you said, he's a trigger, you know, happy type of person when it comes to Twitter. <laughs> I know where you're going with and this. And when he mm. what he wrote about mm-hmm. what when yep. Vince you know stepped down, I'm just like, come on, bro. It's, yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm like, don't get me wrong. I'm still gonna watch AEW, but that wasn't even like you didn't even need to say all that. I think oh. <laughs> I think the tweet itself wasn't necessarily uh, bad. I think it was the timing. Um, yeah. I think if he would come out with it that, it was bad. It was it, bad because it was he legitimately <laughs> said he's the longest reigning. That no, with that statement right there, that yeah, you know he was doing. I think the fact that it came out, you know, literally the day of, um, it didn't help his case at all. Um, yeah. uh, it's, I mean, it's definitely something to celebrate just I mean, <laughs> right now. It's not the right time. It's not the right time. Like, okay. So Vince McMahon stepped down by choice and he wasn't being investigated. Then there would be nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but, exactly. But the situation that's going on. Yeah, it was wrong. It was not a good take. It was not professional. It did not make you or AEW look any better than you do um but it gets to the point to where it's almost comical because of tony khan being as you know like uh, we're saying trigger happy on you know twitter it's almost like like really dude like, 
chill out, bro. Um, well, uh, and with that being said, though, how many times have Vince threw shots at people when they were going through things too now? I mean, just, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, man, two wrongs don't make a right. I'm just saying. And, yeah. it was exactly. and when he did it, it was on call for too. Exactly. I was like with the whole um, Naomi and Sasha thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was uncle. You didn't have to do that. Yeah, and exactly. then it goes back to what we say. It doesn't matter. I mean, no, Tony Khan's not perfect. Obviously, we're seeing that Vince isn't perfect. Uh, nobody's perfect. And, you know, to Tevin's point, two wrongs don't make a right. However, it is wrestling. So that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of the, yeah, it's kind of what they do. So, um, but yeah, it, it's, I never thought, I never thought that I would see a world without Vince McMahon in the year 2022. Um, it's like I said, I thought he would die in the chair when all this started coming out. I said, you know what? He's staying in creative. He'll, you know, pay the man and then end up <laughs> coming back in power. And um, there was people discussing like, Oh, when this is all cleared, he'll be back. I don't think so. I think he's done. I think we will no longer see Vince McMahon as CEO of WWE um, ever again. Um, it, even if he is found innocent, we'll probably see him as the character coming on. But as I mean, he, he's done as CEO, he's done as the man in power. Um, so it's bizarre hearing that. Um, and, and like I said, I'm not really shocked at the allegations being brought up against him. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, like we said, um, it wasn't the point I, I expected to see him until he died in that position. Um, from what I'm hearing, he was going to um, sell the company anyways, because I don't know if y'all knew it, knew it or not, but back in um, 2012, he gave um, ABC an offer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fox. Yeah, it was Fox. It was Fox. It was Fox. He gave them an offer, but the price was too high. It was outrageous. So, yeah, but um, like I, I believe... It was either he knew it was coming, I want to say, in the last three years, and that's why he made so many changes, and that's why you were seeing all the cuts, because he was getting ready to sell. And what raises my suspicion, I mean, because, yes, it was very clear the things that, you know, the way it was playing out was preparation for selling the company, um, yeah. and that's pretty much why he bought Tony, brought Tony Khan, or, I mean, uh, Nick Khan on yeah. board. So it's very... Uh, odd to me and makes me question with him with Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon both being named co-CEOs are we looking at still a possibility of WWE being sold? I do yeah because Nick Khan I, I don't like that like I said there's too many cons in the uh, <laughs> industry and um, so far I'm not liking this Nick Khan guy I like Tony uh, yeah. oh wow that's saying a lot too <laughs> yeah it is it is um no, because very... honestly, I I don't see why they named him a co CEO. So that's uh like a big flag right there. So yeah, it's yeah, it's. Uh, and I literally I put that in see. my notes as uh, WWE still for sale, <laughs> or uh, yeah, is WWE still for sale with Nick Khan as CEO? I think it is because uh, uh, NXT 2.0 is a dead giveaway. They're about to sell. Because yeah. that's just another extent, like with all these uh, college athletes, that's a big, mm -hmm. you know, that's a cash cow coming, you know, that's going to be in the next couple years. Now, uh, 
Tony Khan had spoken in an interview and he was asked the question, would you ever buy WWE if it went for sale? And he said, absolutely. If the price was right, I would for sure be interested. Um, that would be so. And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's happened before Vince bought. The difference is Vince bought WCW for $6 million. It wasn't like it was as, you know, like they could sell WWE for a lot. Um, yeah. But then when you look back, it's like if, if Tony Khan, you know, goes into business with his dad, then absolutely they can afford it. Um, and it goes down to if Tony's dad is willing to work with him. Um but uh, is that something y'all would want to see? Or would y'all want to see somewhere no. like, you know, Fox or no. ABC or? No, the I don't want a monopoly in wrestling, right? Don't know. Exactly what I was going to say. You can tell every time that the business get monopolized, it goes downhill. It, the, the writing goes downhill. The athletes go downhill. The morals go downhill. And see, one of the things I was going to bring up listening to y'all talk, this is something that happened in the past when the wrestling game was more territorial and Vince started buying up wrestlers. To right. So this is nothing new to me as far as that, just on a way bigger scale. Um WWE is def Vince will I won't say never because that's big but WWE is definitely getting Vince out the way they don't want to have anything to do with Vince because they are going to sell they have made they have said yeah. up because you have a business man running the business and you have a business woman that's running the wrestling with her husband yeah. so anybody can come in that had the money and wanted that you already have the thing set up you bring in the money and you let them run it and give you easy access to millions and it's global that's why i think this time where y'all were talking about vince oh he won't get any jail time or all that it's a whole different situation because we're talking billions of dollars we're talking you now think about this what happens when brands start pulling from wwe because of this snickers all the other advertising right. so vince knew that oh, he, so had to, he had yeah. to get get out of there they were trying to make a package together where he can somewhat save face, he the WWE can save face, yeah. and get things together so they can continue still having a McMahon within the WWE and having that legacy go on without being tarnished. So, I, I it's not that I've seen everything. Like I, but I definitely knew Vince was not going to stay. I knew it was going to come. I think it was just shocking how fast. And before one of their big pay-per-views that we forget, 
that we could easily that could easily go off the rails and they're still trying to keep it together and not talk as much about it trying to keep people's interest into the wrestling because god knows we don't need much to like forget roman and brock yeah and uh and to that point i mean yeah of course um getting vince out of the picture with the allegations he's being you know accused of uh because if he was here then yeah you would probably see sponsorships start pulling um you know and that absolutely doesn't help especially when you're trying to sell a company um and that also leads me to the fact that i think you know there's a big question on are we going to see a different wwe you know because they're planning on selling it are they going to keep it the same or are they going to change it? I think that, that, you know, kind of feeds to the fires. Like that's, I think they are going to change it because like you said, we need to find a way to quickly get people's mind. All, I mean, what are we talking about today? What's the news topic? What's the reason we had to jump on this podcast to do an episode? It's because of Vince McMahon. Mm. So yeah, if you're wanting to sell a wrestling company, then you need to get Vince McMahon out of the wrestling news. And the way to do that is let's revamp everything. Let's make people talk about the difference. Let's, you know, so Clayton, I think SummerSlam, enjoy it while you're there, because I think that's <laughs> going to be the last pay-per-view that has the Vince McMahon, you know, and CEO kind of yeah, feel about too. it. E end of an era. Um, so I'm very jealous that you're getting to go to that, um, you know, not because the main event's awesome or anything like that, but it's definitely end of an era. Um, that's, that's what I was thinking too, because like I was hearing a lot of talk of like with Triple H being instated or whatever as the creative and stuff. Now, um, you know, talk of like what's going to happen with SummerSlam? Is he going to come in and blow up the card in the last <laughs> week or something? You know, I'm like, no way! Like, you know, just, he's going to let it ride uh, out, let it finish uh, out, and uh, then go from there. Absolutely. Or come with a uh, uh, salmon, salmon suit and say, I got left. <laughs> I'm, left in the tank. I'm waiting for it. I wanted it to happen, but I know it's not yeah. going to happen. No, I'm retired. Me, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do, yeah, I definitely, and I'm excited. Um, like I said, and I'm a huge advocate for the you know, uh, black and gold NXT, um, and some of the stuff we got out there, like one of my favorite top five storylines in wrestling of all time in my opinion is gargano and champa mm. um and that is just one i mean all the storyline there is so many every week was just compelling storytelling i had to watch you know whether it was this story or this story or this story like i had to watch um and you had guys coming from new japan and, and from you know ring of honor and from all these other you know, companies. So it, it felt kind of like AEW does now where you had NXT or you had WWE guys coming to AEW. You know, before that we had Triple H running NXT where you had Impact guys coming. You had Ring of Honor guys coming. You had New Japan guys coming. Um, you know, almost like different every other, you know, week. Um, and one of the things that kind of brings up the question is with Stephanie and uh, uh, Triple H kind of in power, they Tony Khan has always said he is more than happy to do work with WWE. Mm. But guess what? So has Triple H and Stephanie. So does that mean the possibilities have just kind of jumped way up there that we'll ever see WWE and AEW work together? I mean, even 
if they do sell out to a company like you know Fox or someone like that, I do believe that working together is better for business. I mean, more people have been talking about New Japan this year than before because they work together. The mm-hmm. the Japanese fan base has skyrocketed with uh, AEW because they were working together. Um, and like we said, when we did the fantasy book and, and Clayton did a uh, forbidden door fantasy between WWE and uh, AEW, the first match I told him and I meant it, I would pay full price for that pay-per-view just <laughs> for that first match. So imagine having, you know, a, a forbidden life. door. Yeah. And, and it, was, it was such a success with New Japan and AEW. But here's the deal is New Japan is almost unheard of if you're not a wrestling fan. Like people don't, unless you're die hard, but WWE, they are wrestling in America. That is wrestling. So if you want to get your die hard fans to tune in, then you're going to work with somebody like AEW. And for AEW, if you want to get some of those, you know, general wrestling fans who like, you know, the Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, you know, you're going to want to get their audience eyes on you. So, I mean, it, it only helps both companies. I do think Vince just had such a stubborn mind to where if it's not created by Vince McMahon, he doesn't give two craps about it. Um, and unfortunately, I mean, back then maybe, but now that's not best for business. Um, so what do, what do y'all guys think? Do y'all think that's definitely a possibility that we see AEW and WWE working together? I think we do. We, and truthfully, we have. They're on smaller scales. And I think we will see it in a larger scale, but both companies need to work on themselves first. They have to get a lot of build and things straightened out from their, their brand. Because everybody wants to, like you said, that would be amazing, but it would be such of a letdown with the for the way they are now to do a to do something together. Let's get let's get make sure. Okay, let's get WWE straight first. Let's start building our audience back up. Let's get these storylines. And one of the first thing when I saw. <laughs> Uh, when you said the uh, Triple H was a head of creative, the first thing in my mind was the vision and Chopper falling to his knees and said, thank you, Lord. Hmm. First my neck, now Triple H. I love you. <laughs> thank you. No, um, I could see it both ways. Like you're saying, kind of have both companies build each other or build themselves up because AEW needs it. I mean, they are still considered a new company. And as you can see, the format of what each of their shows are is really not where they want it to be. And they've been open about it. Um, and Rampage is definitely, you know, it, it's as of now, it's a flop. It's, it's not good. Um, there, I mean, yeah, there are good matches, but there, it's not pulling any good ratings at all. Um it's just not doing good. And I know Tony Khan has bigger plans for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's kind of in the, not just the building stage, because um, he's basically built it up to the rosters and brand that he really wants it to be. But now it's kind of the, you know, trimming stage where there's, you know, P 
people who are not as much of a money draw in the company um, that maybe need to be cut. And, and as a business guy myself, I completely understand that. It's one of the, it goes back to, it's not personal, it's business. And as a wrestling fan, I want what's best for wrestling business. If that means a few guys being cut and having to, you know, work in the indies um, uh, some more, so be it. And if they really want to become a bigger star, then you've seen it. The guys who, you know, get a chip on their shoulder and they say, I want to show you, I'll prove you wrong. They do. And the ones that get offended and they, you know, get mad and cuss them out. Well, you don't end up hearing about them anymore. Um, so I don't think that kills a talent. I think if you want to be a wrestler, be a wrestler. If you get cut from some a major company, then go in the Indies and prove them wrong. We've seen it with people like Drew McIntyre. We've seen it with people. I mean, it's, we've seen it all over the place. Yeah. So it's like, I don't feel bad for the people who get cut. I mean, yeah, it maybe sucks, but I mean, if you really want to do this, then go do it. Go be a big name force people to talk about you um and one point that listening to you this is actually good for the talents because hey triple h will talk to us hey we just don't have to go to aew to make this money we can go back look at Cody. look what yeah. he's doing hey now we have an avenue to new japan where maybe they don't know me. I want to build my audience there. Hey, I can go to Impact, build myself, create, reinvent myself, and demand more money. It's, it is such a good time to be a wrestling fan. This, to me, this is the coming of the second boom of yeah. wrestling. No, it, not only is it an amazing time to be a wrestling fan, in my opinion, it's an amazing time to be a wrestler. Um, I mean, just like you pointed out, and I'm sure, you know, you meant you meant this by uh, stating what you did. Um, you do have all these outlets where you can go get work. Um, so that's just one of those extra things to where if you get cut from AEW, you know, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Tony Khan. I'm not mad at AEW. Um, especially when he's doing it the correct way, whereas it, it, these guys are not getting a phone call and saying, hey, you're done. Um, so I do believe if you let somebody go improperly, then yeah, it's kind of like, well, that was crappy. But I can't feel too sorry for the you know, talent because look at the ones who, I mean, it, it goes to show like if you, the guys that got fired from WWE, guess what? Well, they found work. And the people like Buddy Matthews, he didn't get signed for at least a year after he was let go. Guess what? He went and made people talk about him, and he ended up being coming an AEW wrestler. And that's, you know, I can't sit here and feel sorry, like, oh, I feel so bad for him. I feel so. It's like, no, it's business. If you want to be a wrestler, you're going to be a wrestler. I mean, if you put in the work. Um, but yeah, I think AEW cutting these people, it's like, you know what? It's, it's, a bummer for those guys, yeah, but WWE kind of needs a rebuilding stage. So AEW is in a place where they're needed to trim some guys out. In my opinion, WWE's needed to rebuild their roster because they don't have a very big roster. Um, and and people like Vince, who kind of had the mindset of we're not going to sign any guys who, you know, are indie guys or any guys, you know, that's crappy for the business. I mean, it's kind of saying like if you're not 
created by me, then you're not, you don't have a job here. And so that kind of sucks. Uh, but now with Triple H, I think we're going to see it the other way. I think we may see Gargano go back to WWE. There's a chance, you know, I don't know about Bray Wyatt, um, but there's a chance we could see him back. There's guys who wrestled for, you know, AEW who may want to go back. And I, I think it could almost reignite the, the you know, Wednesday night or Monday night wars, um, which would be fun because it's not like, this is do or die. It's if, if you lose this war, your jobs like WCW and WWE, whoever won that war or whoever lost that war, that was their jobs being lost. Mm. It's not like that today. Today, you know, if you, if one brand's not doing good, then they need to find out how to do better. And that's better for us because we get to see better product. Um, and if guys cannot get over in one company, well, they have an outlet of all these other companies to go and try out. And that's better for us because that means we get to see better wrestling on other, you know, uh, with other companies. Like I said, I think the fact that Cody Rhodes signing with WWE wasn't just big because it was a AEW guy jumping to WWE, but it was the fact that we got to see new matches. It was a new toy. It was somebody new to see like, Oh, finally we get to see, you know, all these different matches in, in the, and I love it, but you can already tell like, the creative team that Vince had in place, we already saw, you know, in a month, we saw Seth Rollins versus Cody Rhodes, what, three times? Mm -hmm. And they were planning it again for the, I mean, I love it. It was great matches, but it's like AEW does it right with their guys. They bring them in and they make you wait. They make you wait to watch him wrestle. You know, they because when the pay-per-view comes on, you're like, oh, finally. Like, when do we see CM Punk wrestle last? It was, I mean, at a pay-per-view, but before that, I mean, he would maybe have a few t televised matches here and there, but uh, those were just short five, maybe 10-minute matches. Where WWE, you know, they signed Cody Rhodes, and he wrestles, you know, four or five times since he got there. And guess what? He got injured because he wrestled over and over and over. Um, his body wasn't prepared for that because in AEW, he didn't do that. He didn't wrestle every single week. Um especially when you don't have the roster size that you need, then when you do hurt a guy like Cody Rhodes, it's a very, very big impact on your company. Um, so I think it's a very good thing with Triple H as creative Stephanie, you know, uh, having a co-CEO role, co role. And I think WWE is going to be more compelling as far as storytelling and I think we're going to get to see the guys that we've really wanted to see um, actually have good storylines like, you know, Tommaso Ciampa. And, and we may even see a reboot of Ciampa and a Gargano feud, which would be awesome. Um, but there's just so many other matches, so many other opportunities, uh, so many other possibilities that when Vince was in power, I mean, fantasy booking a WWE and AEW wrestlers fighting each other was just that. It was a fantasy. It was something we never thought <coughs> we would see. But here we are a week later, and <laughs> we're talking about the possibility that we may actually get these kind of matches because there's going to be guys in AEW like Adam Cole and <coughs> guys like that who are, you know, they maybe want to go back and, and people like, uh, you know, Killer Cross. He was asked, he said, if he would ever go back to WWE, he said as long he would go back if Vince wasn't in power. 
Well, <laughs> again, something you never really thought is a possibility, but here we are. Um, going to what, what I'm saying is, there's going to be a lot of guys in AEW who actually may have a desire to go to WWE, where it isn't you know just one sided. Everybody wants out of WWE, um, and that's good because then we get to see incredible matches. Mm-hmm. Um, like a lot of people are saying, they want to see The Rock versus. Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, you know, this year. And I'm like, no, I want to see Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see some, something, you know, even though the rock and Roman would be news, like I want to see somebody who, you know, actually puts their body on the line every single week as a wrestler. Cause that was definitely old school, you know, Vince McMahon led WWE bring in the legends, bring in the, you know, guys to main event WrestleMania. I'm like, no, I want to see, you know, the people who honestly deserve to be main eventing a wrestling annual wrestling show and not a celebrity. Um, and I know the rock has paved the way and he's done so much, but I mean, even for that, it's like he, he, he's turned his back on the wrestling community and he even came back to promise us he would never leave again. And guess what? He split. <laughs> And uh, I love The Rock. I'm always going to love The Rock, but I don't think he should be main eventing WrestleMania. I think the guy to do it is Cody Rhodes, and I think they shouldn't touch each other until they're standing in the ring at WrestleMania. Um, And I think that with Triple H under creative, that's a possibility, and that makes me excited. And that means that will be the first time in a few years that I'm excited for WrestleMania. Um, sorry, I'm just blowing up. So tell me, you good, I want to hear from y'all. <laughs> so tell me what y'all think about, you know, uh, um, you know, what, what do y'all think we're going to see with Triple H and Stephanie kind of in power? I'm just going to exclude Nick Khan in general because um, I don't want to include him in. And I think he doesn't have anything positive to contribute to the wrestling no. community. So Triple H and uh, Stephanie, what do y'all think? I, I was going to say that's the only bad thing about your uh, theory about bringing, you know, indie guys going back to the indie guys. Um, Nick kind of is not for that. So uh, we probably won't get to see that, but we will probably get to see in the future. You might get like a couple of signings, but you're not going to get an influx like we did in NXT. Oh, no. Um, And, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm totally fine with that because that's how, I mean, like 30 years ago, I mean, that's how, you know, but WWE's also they got a program where they're building people, so you don't need to bring in indie indie guys all the time. And and I think what people fail, fail to realize, um, indie guys before they were even wrestling, they were fans of wrestling, just like these athletes that they're bringing in now. So there's no difference. Right. It's just these guys that are and then the performance center are just you know they just have a different background than these indie guys. And, you know, from history, the Performance Center has, you know, made a lot of, you know, stars. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I think people just got to realize, like, I know you won't, you know, might not see your favorite indie person in WWE ever. You might, but there's an influx of people, of great athletes that's coming through the um, Performance Center. And, you know, I can't wait to, you know, see them. Um, Now with the Triple H taking over, I'm actually happy about that because, we might get to see some things that we probably wouldn't have got to see 
And I think uh, with Triple H, he's not scared to work with other, you know, promotions. I mean, right. he gave us um, Houston Thunder Liger in NXT. Yeah. I didn't think we will ever get to see that. He gave us the um, Cruiserweight Classic, which... Yeah, had, that's why. Yeah. Exactly. And people forget, he gave us the UK tournament. And that was yeah. a whole, you know, tournament full of Euro- European talent. You know, that didn't have a big name in the States. But mm-hmm. as soon as that tournament came up, everybody knows Tyler Bates. Everybody knows Pete Dunne. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's just like... And that's what I'm, I'm, I'm excited for, um, that mindset that Triple H has. Now, um, everything that Triple H does is not always good. So he does have some, you know, faults. Um, <laughs> uh, but on the brighter side, NXT was the best wrestling program when they had the black and gold. I don't care what people say yeah. about the um, when, when they, um, Wednesday Night Wars. Rating wise, numbers don't tell the whole truth. I know they said you know numbers don't lie, but numbers don't tell you the whole truth. NXT was putting on a better show than um, AEW was. Um, now it's just this is going it's just going to be interesting. Like when are we going to see the official change? It might have happened tonight. We don't know. Right. Um, reading in our chat, uh, you know. Uh, they mentioned, uh, you know, with theory that uh, what you're going to do now since your dad's not here. So yeah. it's, it's, that's why I, I don't saw know. that right off the no, bat. So that's so. something um, I think. And uh, I opened social media and I literally just saw that. And I had to jump off real quick. I was like, I don't want to I don't want to see anything else. But exactly. Yeah. Um, but my thing is, if I'm with the WWE right now and I, and I'm in, you know, control and I'm triple H I'm wanting to start changing immediately because everybody, including myself is thinking I have to tune in. I have to see what's going on. There's people who, you know, are seeing the Vince McMahon scandal going on, uh, you know, major news, uh, news outlets, like people who, or like, oh, I remember wrestling. I remember WWE. I remember Vince McMahon. They're going to be watching Raw tonight. So I think if you want to make an impact, this is the night to do it. I don't think they should change immediately main storylines and uh, like the Money in the Bank, you know, uh, feud, Brock Lesnar. Like, I think after SummerSlam is when you start the new storylines the new but i think there should definitely be a difference in the product tonight that there was you know the past uh, in the past and real honestly i honestly there's only two storylines that you can't change but everything else can be changed honestly like like judgment day i don't think nobody's really into (laughs) what that's you know but like so Roman and the bloodline are the only two, like, yeah, those start, you can't change that. And so, you might, and like with Bianca, um, we don't want to like Becky and Bianca, you know, yeah. it is what it is. But after that, you know, you know, ch- you know, change whatever you want. for it. I, I think just real quick, it's like, yeah, you would, you would want to change, you know, the uh, judgment day um, because nobody's into it. But in my opinion, they have all the ammo they need to be, an incredible team. It was just the people mm-hmm. writing the story for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I don't think you should necessarily change them. Just change the story going with them. And I think you got got Triple H guys. 
every single one of those people were the guys and girl that Triple H brought on board. Um, so you know he's going to want to present them in a bigger light than they're being presented in right now. Um, and, and then one more uh, thing. Um, yeah, go ahead. The only bet, the only thing that they need to change, and I don't know if you have peeped this last week. Um, maximum male models. Uh, they got rid of your boy Eli Drake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm just like, why? And they put this girl. I don't know where she's from. I, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's on NXT. Max. Oh, well, it's just like I, I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, why? Well, I unfortunately, heard backstage. Yeah, backstage. Which I'm not surprised. I mean, and here's um, and we. I, oh man, like well, we won't have time today, but <laughs> I, in a future episode, I just want to talk about that term, um, unprofessional. I know I didn't get my thought about Gresham because that's a, that's a whole you know thing about oh, yeah. So. But like with Eli Drake, um, he has a history. Um, but it, 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 like I say, it's, it's, it gets real difficult when you come to stuff like that. Cause I can just talk out of turn. Like I can just don't agree with something that you want me to do. And I'm just labeled unprofessional just cause I don't agree with it. But I go with it anyways. Just like, um, Carmelo Hayes. I don't know if you told, he took, Y'all heard him talk about the story when he was in, uh, well, he's still in NXT, but when they was doing the um, breakout tournament, how they wanted him to be in 205, but he walked up to Triple H and was like, look, um, I don't think my talents are going to be utilized to the max if I'm in 205. Hmm. I think I should be, you know, in the main, you know, you know, the um, the regular picture with the bigger guys. Right. And he spoke up and but he, but he wasn't labeled unprofessional. Actually, Shawn Michaels heard that, and you know, he actually fought for him to be, you know, fight for the North American title. But you don't hear him because he didn't agree with it that he's unprofessional. He just stood stood up for himself. So that's right. what, that's the only problem I hit, I hate when we throw that word unprofessional. Just because you have a disagreement doesn't make you unprofessional. I think now, the way you handle it makes you. I don't, even, I, don't even, I, I don't even think it's that, too, because with Brock Lesnar and the whole walkout thing, he just he just he, he just came back. But yeah, I was like, yeah, I don't consider that unprofessional. He walked out. I don't care if he came back or not. He walked out on the show and, and nobody thought he was coming back. And it's funny that you say that because. I saw a bunch of memes and a couple of wrestlers actually said the same thing. It's like, wow, Brock's not unprofessional. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I made a. I know, I made a, I made a post about that. I was like, so is Brett, um, Brock unprofessional? And people was like, well, we don't know yet. He hasn't come back. But I'm just like, he still walked out. You don't do that, even though if you do come back, there's ways you can handle it. No, you know, well, and that's too much. That's to my point is like if you put your company, your boss or or your roster of guys that you work with in a bad position and you make them look bad, then that is unprofessional. However, if you do have a disagreement and Jonathan Gresham or whoever goes out and says, you know what, um, I'm just going to go request my release. And then he does. And then he comes out with a statement saying we just had disagreements. Um, I'm going to step away from wrestling for a while. You know, that's one thing, but when you're surrounded by the guys you work with and you're cussing out your boss, and uh, I mean that that and, and granted, the disagreement started before the match. Jonathan Gresham still went out and had the match, so I do give exactly. him credit 
super not. And that's why I don't consider him that, uh, you know, a big, you know, like an unprofessional thing because he still did his job. Yes. And, and he, he was did not. After the fact. And he, he did not. Yeah. Yeah. He did. He and, and going back. Yeah. He did not go out and tweet anything about it. This is yeah. bystanders. So I do. I do want to uh, take the moment to retract my what I said about him being unprofessional. Um, I think, you know, cause now I'm thinking about it, it's like, yeah, I heard it from other guys who were there saying what happened. I didn't see any posts. I, and that's, like I said, if he has personal stuff and he's wanting to step away, <clears throat> then by all means he could step away. Um, he didn't put the company in a bad position, uh, considering, you know, he went out and had the match. It was a good match. Um, you know, his, in. He, he, the match was actually pretty damn good. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so that's yeah, one of the... Sandbag, he didn't sandbag no moves. No. And like I said, the only thing is, like, when you hear stories about this, you don't know what's true or false. And, yeah. like, you don't hear one story, one exactly. side of it. Who's the narrative? Because, um, like I said, um, like, we don't know what Tony Khan said, you know. And just from his personality... I'm pretty sure Tony Khan has some words, you know, but I don't know him. So I don't know. But Tony my, Khan was just, probably had his tail tucked and was terrified of Jonathan aggression. We don't know that. I, we don't <laughs> but know that. but like you said, me personally, yeah. when somebody cusses me out and they yelling and stuff, I get loud too. Well, sometimes exactly. it's sometimes other, yeah. other times I'm quiet and I actually piss people off more, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So you have no, the bird, uh, syndrome as i like to call it yeah 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 so this is like we, we don't know that's what i'm saying we i'm pretty sure he's gonna have a statement you know or yeah. interview and, and, and until then i i don't have the leg to say that he is unprofessional until i hear a statement from him um i do disagree if he did in fact cuss out tony khan in around uh the other ross that is not a very professional thing to do however yeah. people have their moments and I don't think it's really fair to say you're unprofessional if you're just heated in a moment. Um, now, if you, like I said, you put your company in a bad position in the public eye, like walking out or, you know, sandbagging or making the wrestling business or company look bad, that is unprofessional. Um, and he did not do any of those things. So thanks, Kevin, for pointing I, that out. Oh, um, and another thing, like I said, and when, when, they, when we talk about unprofessional wrestlers, but most of them, they get hired, you know, other places. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you know, what was Tessa Blanchard? Like, we hear every, it's like something <laughs> every month with her. She gets hired, then, you know, yeah. she has an issue with the, you know, boss or whatever. Um, but she still continues getting hired. Now, I know now it's probably going to be difficult to find work. But, you know, of all the years, I want to say in the last 10 years, the only person that I've heard that was unprofessional and still hasn't got a job nowhere was y'all remember the incident with um sexy star? Yes. Yeah, with that. Ever since she did that unprofessional, you know, situation yeah, she did in the ring, yeah. she has not got a job anywhere. Because she took she took liberties and actually yeah. broke the girl's arm. Yeah, yeah, um what's her name on from Impact? Uh the the, the Rosemary, yeah. I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that's the only <laughs> Where it was when the term unprofessional was thrown, where I actually agree. And you've seen she hasn't got work ever since that. 
Yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah, and um, you know, a lot of the things uh, talking about, and that's why we, you know, that's why I have a multi, uh, you know, hosted podcast is because if it were just me, I would have just slammed Jonathan Gresham. But hearing you talk, <laughs> I'm hearing it from a different, and I'm like, you know what? I didn't see him post anything. You know what? I didn't, you know, hear anything from him directly. I didn't hear anything from Tony Khan. This is literally, you know, people who may or may not have even been there or people who heard from a friend who heard from a friend who heard, you know, like, I don't know. Um, and he didn't put his company in a bad position. He really didn't. He didn't put Ring of Honor or AEW. It's a bummer that if he wants to leave, you know, wrestling because i like you know jonathan gresham but then again he's a human if he has personal reasons or he's just stressed in the wrestling business then who am i to say no you know deal with your stress i want to see you wrestle now i will say this i feel his pain i don't even know if it was because of that but i do believe i know where you're going yeah i know tony khan uh his booking is 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 crazy because Jonathan Gresham did deserve a longer title reign. I agree with and that. That that it, that was pretty crazy. I'm not saying. Well, I am kind of saying that he should have won that match. Mm-hmm. And mind you, like you said, Ring of Honor is having a deal or whatever. They could continue that feud on. Yeah. yeah. And then Claudio could have got that belt, but they did him an injustice of ending his title reign that that quickly. And. I, I go back to this. Uh, that's where a lot of times we don't, we see the now instead of yeah. seeing the future. And again, we don't know the conversation that him and Tony had. And you don't know where Tony's mindset was. It's like, hey, I'm doing, I want this to happen. It's, it's going to suck right now, but it's going to bring you here. And I should have saw the uh, writing on the wall when they made him a heel. I yeah. should have saw it coming. But this reminds me of whole Brock Lesnar and Kofi Kingston. When yeah. Brock so, beat Kofi, when Brock beat Kofi, that negated everything Kofi Mania he did leading up to Kofi Mania. Yeah. So when Claudio <clears throat> beat Gresham, that negated everything he did to when he won the title. So I'm I'm kind of on and off a little bit on that, um, because for one, if if Claudia went out and squashed him, I would be pissed. This would be a different conversation than we're having now. Um, they had a great match. However, I chose that uh, Gresham was going to win. I was going for Gresham to win, especially for Ring of Honor. You know, because I'm like, all right, well, Gresham's more of a Ring of Honor guy than Claudio, to be honest. Claudio is kind of an AEW guy, even though he has such a you know rich history in Ring of Honor. He's being portrayed as an AEW wrestler. So there is multiple reasons why I wanted Jonathan Gresham to win. I did get blinded when Claudio won because I'm like, he he got, I mean, and people were taking it away like, oh, it's just Ring of Honor. It's like, no, it's a world heavyweight championship. He, it doesn't matter. He is a world heavyweight champion. And if they do ring of honor, the justice that I hope they do, then it's going to be a prestigious championship. Um, now, however, I now, do think Gresham should have held on to it. Now, this also leads to the other question. Um, I Since Claudio is the ring of honor champion, and I'm pretty sure he better stay there 
then they're going to have to move um, Eddie Kingston to Ring of Honor then. Oh, I'm sh- I, I would be surprised if they don't move Eddie Kingston to solely Ring of Honor. Um, I mean, he's basically come out and lost the big one every, yeah. <laughs> every single one. But if he goes to Ring of Honor, I think that's definitely a place where he can shine for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you have so many guys there with history, and, and that goes back to the type of history that you want to portray, because easily, you know, CM Punk could be over there because oh, yeah. of his history, but he's done so, he is such a big name, they dare not move him over there. They yeah, well, need, well, you know, you know they're going to have one big name person over there. Well, oh yeah, he, but well, I mean, but the but the thing is, Punk draws so much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yes, so known not only to the Ring of Honor guys, but he know as a WWE guy. Most people, most casual fans, had no idea that Punk was a part of that Ring of Honor. They don't yeah. even know what Ring of Honor uh, yeah. is. And if you want to talk about, you know, you could have CM Punk go back. Honestly, you could have Adam Page, Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks. You can I mean, you go on and on and on about the Ring of Honor guys. However, I think, like Tevin said, they should have one, maybe two, you know, main guys over there. Uh, but my thing is, I want Ring of Honor to be kind of like NXT was, where you didn't see all these main roster WWE guys coming down and coming down and you, know, you build them up and then occasionally you would have you know a cm punk or or you know a, even a oh yeah go back Adam to Cole. Yeah, yeah. but you know and, and and but the thing is guys it is going to happen but the reason you can't do it now you they don't have tv well, <laughs> you, know, you can't see them on anything but AEW. so I think we're putting the cart before the horse with it. And yeah, I course. agree with, and again, I agree with y'all 100% on it. But, um, you know, just certain people, you cannot put them over in Ring of Honor because as rich history they have, they, I hate to say it like this, but they've moved past Ring of Honor. You can't oh. have Daniel Bryan on Ring of Honor just going doing this thing, especially with his concuss, the way he easily concussed, nah. And oh, now, he's cleared, by the way. He's cleared, yeah, by the way. He, he's wrestling with Right, say. right. And I'm yeah, glad yeah. of it. But he brings such the the mainstream. They know that they know him. So, okay, we're going to keep him here. Now, we may take, like you said, maybe an Adam Cole and bring him back. People know him. That'll help get eyes on it, plus build it up. So, again, like I said, I am agreeing with y'all with it. I just think uh, sometimes we uh, <laughs> we get into it like, oh, we got to do this, or oh, I think this. And it's like, okay, but we're here now. Let's yeah. slow down and <clears throat> let it go. Let and it and it's, a, it's such a dangerous place to be because most of the time what we want to see is usually – it's usually not – that good and there's rare times when it's better than what we want to see but yeah when we start dreaming of you know oh like the fantasy booking matches that uh clayton pulled out like those matches honestly if i was doing it that's probably the matches i would have chosen for each 
you know, each wrestler, but if they do a forbidden door, you're probably not going to see those specific matches because that is a diehard fan wrestling matches. Like some, you know what I mean? Um, where they take a lot of different things. It's perspective. Um, you know, like who has the biggest draw, who has, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it is a dangerous place to be in the, you know, fantasy stage of what we want them to do before they have even gotten a TV deal or streaming service. Uh, I could go on and I told you how I wish they would get a streaming service under the entire WWE umbrella with ring of honor. And you have your, uh, documentaries and your shows and your, you know, um, for sure. stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it hasn't happened yet. And until it happens, it's kind of hard to, you know, say, I want to see this. I want to see this. I want to see this because we may, you know, it's, it's kind of like when they say, when they said, uh, you know, if Tony Khan comes out and says there's going to be a big surprise coming, you know, tonight and everybody's getting all excited, like, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? It's going to be CM Punk. It'll be Brock Lesnar. It'll be, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so. And it ends up being like somebody like the big show, even though, uh, even though Big Show has had a great career and I love the Big Show, uh, and Christian. that's not not what it was. Christian, I didn't want to slam Christian like that because I was super stoked for him. But that's that's what it was. Um, but I was stoked for Christian. But it's one of those things where if you get excited, you're probably going to get let down. Then if you just kind of keep your, you know, uh, exactly. what you think's going to happen at a minimum, and then you're surprised by, you know, whatever it that's is. That's why I don't like when like when y'all did predictions. Notice I didn't put my in because I don't I hate predicting because it just takes the fun away from me. I want to be surprised. Yeah, I did. So on that real quick, um, I had made my predictions and then I got everybody else's. And um, I was, you know, I didn't really go over y'all's predictions. I just kind of put them in and then I posted them. <clears throat> and uh, Clayton had messaged or commented. Because so it looks like, you know, Brady and I have the same ideas. And I went back and looked. We had every single match. Every single match was the same <laughs> same prediction. So, uh, by the way, I think it was Bear yeah, that – uh, Congratulations on that, Bear. You have all the bragging rights until the next prediction. <laughs> right. And then Tevin – did he get every match right? I don't think it was every uh, match, no, but it was, no. it was one or two up. You had five, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, I was, I mean, the first two matches I was already, Clayton and I both, they were yeah, already, I was like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, and if you don't want to do your predictions, you feel like that takes the fun out of you. That's all cool. No, I might, I might do some, it, but it was just that one because yeah. like I said, I didn't That's know where they were feel. going with some of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, because some of them, like I said, came as a surprise. I don't know what they was going to do. The fact oh. that the Briscoes and uh, Gresham did not win their matches, I I thought I would have bet a lot of money on those two matches, you know, the way they were. So I tell you this, I was super torn between Gresham and Claudio. I was like, they're going to go with the easy pop for Claudio. <sighs> and then I was like, no. Nah. No, I, they're gonna play the long card. I, I, that's why I went with uh, Grissom. I'm like, no, yeah. they're gonna go the long card. And <clears throat> I thought they were gonna go. I honestly thought, I like I said, I would have put money on it um, that Gresham was gonna win that because that's I couldn't see. I could see very few reasons why you would put Claudio 
as the Ring of Honor World Championship. And one of the main one is just the, the spotlight on the company. But um, it's going to be weird because you're going to have so, all the Ring of Honor guys coming to AEW as AEW wrestlers. Um, exactly. But like you said, you know, Bears right now, that's the only place we can see it because there is no TV deal or, um, you know, and, and I'm, I'm hoping against all hope that we could possibly in a way see the Briscoes on AEW or even that's see guys. I don't, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. That's why they signed that's why they signed that long. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and that's why I said I'm hoping against all hope because hmm. I'm pretty Uh-oh. sure we'll never see it, but I've seen crazier things happen. So I, it's, I don't, I'm, I don't think it's going to happen, uh, but it would be a, a huge pop just for the fact that if they did show up and I didn't think it was going to happen, I mean, that'd be a big deal, but I don't think that's going to be something that uh, go ahead. Tevin. I think, I think the, the, when we saw Claudio win the title, um, I think that was an indication that they, it, there might be a TV deal. And I think they did that just to get eyes because, yeah. you know, Claudio is more recognizable than, you know, Gresham is. Yeah. So okay. I'm hope, so I'm hoping that was the reason why they did it because that, if it comes out, they're going to be on a streaming service like fight TV. Then there was no reason for, you know, put, putting yeah. Claudio there. <laughs> And I thought for sure when he did, I was like, okay. And then when FTR retained, I thought for sure, I was like, all right, we're getting a TV deal. And then I was paying attention to the media scrum and they, and they didn't say anything. And so I was like, God dang it. Like I thought for sure. Um, and I thought that would have been the perfect place to do it. However, most people will end up tuning in on somewhere like dynamite. So if you're going to just, you know, talk about a TV deal, do it on dynamite where most eyes are going to be or save it for a popular pay-per-view like All Out. Um, Probably, so hopefully hey, we see um, that soon. I, I hate to interrupt, but I wanted to get this in before because we were talking about this, and I think it's big news, and it's about the NWA. There was a dust-up between um, owner Billy Corgan and um, Nick Aldis. All this has been replaced from their world championship match that he was supposed to have with Trevor Lawrence, uh, Trevor Murdoch, I'm sorry. And he was replaced by Titus. And I s- whoa, whoa. I whoa. saw the replacement. I didn't, I thought, th- I thought an injury. That's what I was thinking. No, no, no. This, they haven't been public about it. That, um, wow. That Nick Aldis is playing politics behind the scene and Billy Corgan himself said he is getting sick and tired of it. Hmm. So okay, uh, Magnus. Okay, Magnus. <laughs> I've I've actually heard a lot about him being a very political backstage figure. Yes. Um, so I, um, I definitely could see that. I, I just wanted to tell y'all this because I uh, <laughs> I didn't I figured y'all didn't uh, keep up with it like I do. But definitely keep your eyes open. Because Magnus Nick Aldis could pop up <laughs> somewhere else and now, be a surprise. Now I haven't um followed um NWA since um the pandemic. I was like when they was getting like red hot, I started paying attention to them, but I haven't watched it since you know the pandemic. Right. Um now you say the replacement is Tyrus. Now I I, I knew Tyrus was a uh 
what you call a champion there. He's the NWA television champion. Oh, he's still the, he's still the television champion. Okay, yes, okay. He is. I didn't know he was still okay. All right, that's good. That's good. Because like I said, I've always been a big Tyrus fan. I was mad with how they did him in WWE, but you know, <laughs> yeah. he, he got his TV time. Somebody he got to call TV your time. mama. And two other <laughs> things, real quick, with the NWA. Yeah. Um, at the big pay per view in August. They're they're bringing back the United States Tag Team Titles. Oh, I heard about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they are introducing the Women's Television Championship. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I didn't know about that one. So NWA is start. They're under the radar, but they're starting. To they're do picking up things, and that's why you keep your eyes on them. Now, for sure. Um, I do. I've always been a Nick Aldis fan, um, even as Magnus. Uh, I don't think we'll see him in WWE with how they did Mickey James um, yeah. twice, even though they kind of, you know, quote, they made a buried, buried the hatchet by bringing her on in the Royal Rumble. But I, I, I feel like that was literally just to, to, for the media's eyes to say, look, you know, we're, yeah. we're sorry. I don't think that had anything to do with, I, for Mickey James, and she said, well, I want to be announced as the Impact Women's Champion. But what does she do? She ran in and she threw the championship on the ground. <laughs> so she didn't make her, she didn't make she, it she look much better. That. No, she talked about that. Oh, you did hear? she? Yeah, I yeah, did not hear. Said, okay, so that, that jacket that she had, it was heavy. So when she was trying to throw her jacket off, Oh. But, she couldn't, but she couldn't throw it off. So that yeah, it was a whole. It was it was funny because she didn't mean to throw the belt down okay. like that. It was supposed <laughs> to be her jacket, but um, with but so with the whole um how Nikki left um, so I don't know if you you um read about that, but um, it wasn't WWE. I forgot the dude's name. Mark. Crone. I never liked the dude. Yeah, yeah. I never liked. The yeah. Dude. So when WWE found out that what he did, because he did that to a lot of them. Oh, yeah, they they, can't they let him go. They let him go. Yeah. As they should have. Yeah. So Because ever since I saw him on Breaking Ground, I never liked that dude. I agree. <laughs> yeah. he, Yeah. Uh, him, Kevin Dunn, those guys uh, don't really like. But anyways, yeah, uh, Bear, thanks for throwing that a bit of NWA news in as yeah. well. Um, uh, so, yeah, we're about out of time. Um, but I do appreciate y'all jumping on, discussing everything that has transpired, you know, in the wrestling news this past week. And I look forward to seeing what all uh, else happens in the coming weeks. And hopefully we get to see a revamped, better version of WWE, but only time's going to tell. So I'm going to hop off and go uh, check out Monday Night Raw and see see what we're looking like. Um, so We'll go ahead and uh, sign off. We'll start with Bear and then go to Clayton and uh, Tevin. As always, thank you for listening and supporting the society. As much as we love wrestling, we love YouTube. And you can always check me out at a Bear of a Wrestling Fan on Facebook. Um, yeah, like Bear said, you know, appreciate it. Y'all listening, hanging out. Um, I do want to give a shout out because Brady said he's about to go watch Raw. I do want to give a shout out. Rey Mysterio, 20 year anniversary tonight on Raw. Um, I was actually just looking at the WWE shop. They just released a Rey Mysterio World Heavyweight Championship custom belt. It looks amazing. I'm really considering dropping $500 right now. But, <laughs> you know, yeah. So Rey Mysterio, that's my plug for the night. <laughs> Tether, where can they find you, bro? Uh, Facebook, Tevin Galliard, um, uh, Instagram, 
underscore you think you know me. Um, also follow my uh, my uh, YouTube page at the Brass Ring, and um, on Instagram, the Brass Ring underscore seven five seven. Yeah, <clears throat> awesome. Um, yeah, since hey, Clayton, you threw a plug in there. I want to <laughs> throw a quick plug because as we start this uh, new era of wrestling, it is happening tonight, in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm where it all begins again. So I, yeah, it's, it's, I'm very excited. And I feel like the way things are playing out are, you know, kind of a uh, storytelling. So hopefully it has a good ending. Yeah, um, we'll find out. Yeah. But all right, guys. Yeah. Y'all can follow us at the wrestling society podcast on Instagram and Facebook and on Twitter, follow us at the wrestling SP. And uh, yeah, y'all listen to us on uh, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, um, follow us, like us, subscribe, share, uh, show us some love. And until the next episode, you guys stay too sweet. Where do you think you're going? You are now exiting the world of wrestling. Stay too sweet and follow us on social media as well as share, like, and subscribe to the Wrestling Society podcast. We must now bid you adieu. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Bang.